Let us pray. Gracious Lord God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the gift of your word. Uh, we give you thanks for all the ways you move in our world. Loving God, guide us uh, that we may hear you clearly and that we may share your word. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Good evening, friends, and welcome uh, to another uh, edition of Scripture Doc. Today we are a full deck. Uh, we have the whole crew back with us live the in the studio, uh, which has not happened much this month, I realize, uh, between me beginning the month with COVID and then various folks being out. You were out two weeks ago. Stacy was out last week. And so this we have not, like, it's not often in September of 2021 um, that uh, the four of us have been in the studio. Um, in the background of Scott shot, you can see that I'm clearly working on several PC projects. Uh, so there's a whole computer store uh, immediately behind Scott's station. Um, our uh, our uh, online streaming like design business is doing some work this month. Um, so that's what all those are. But uh, I am thrilled to be here with you for Scripture Talk, the podcast where we do theoretically what it purports to do unless you're here for the pre-show and then you learned a lot about car racing um, you never tune in about five minutes early about 555 is when uh, we try to go online and you never know what you're going to hear anyways I am Pastor Trey Comstock with me as ever is Sister Brandy Detley Pastor Scott Ketchot and on the ones and twos Brother Stacy Tyler uh, we are kicking it old school tonight really um, old school. really old school right actually uh, Job is an incredibly old book of the Bible in fact, Job's old to the point we are not entirely clear how old Job is. Yeah, so, uh, so some think it's the first uh, it book may be the Maybe first. It will be. It's not. It may be the first completed book. It's yeah. not the oldest words in the Bible. Yeah. The oldest words in the Bible, um, actually, we read them in church a couple weeks, uh, first service a couple weeks ago. It's the song of Miriam and Moses um, after uh, crossing the Red Sea, um, uh, usually called in biblical studies the Song of the song Sea. Asher and Um We used to have to, uh, so it, so it's in the Mariah Carey song, um, There Can Be Miracles When You Believe, from Prince of Egypt. Mm-hmm. The actual, like, thing they're saying in Hebrew as the undertrack is the opening of the Song of the Sea um, in the actual Hebrew. And so then my Old Testament professor, Professor Lamon, made us memorize um, <laughs> that part of the song so that we would ignore the theology of the Mariah Carey part of the song. Uh, but I digress. Uh, if you want my thoughts on the Mariah Carey song, tune into any time we talk about Exodus. Um, but tonight we are not talking about Exodus. Uh, we are talking about Job, which, yeah, as Scott says, maybe an old, maybe the first completed Needed. work, right? Uh, Genesis, Exodus, uh, Leviticus, and Numbers come together, come together in their final form, Josiah exile timeline. All the stories existed, pre-exist that, right? The stories of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the stories of creation, all of the, you know, the story of the Exodus um, were floating around in campfires in, you know, the telling of, they just become books later. Job, um, this like why Job, which tries to answer, what does it mean that bad things happen to you? Yeah. And what does that mean for your relationship with God? Essentially, the like headline, what Job deals with, may well be older because it is a, it is a timeless question, right? This could be a story from before the exile. This could be a story from after the exile. This could be a story before they ever went to Egypt, right? Um, the story of Job reckoning with what is the, called the question of theodicy, um, one of the questions that's literally as old as time. Anyways, uh, this is Job 1-1 to set the stage, and then um, the bulk of it is Job chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. There was a man in the land of Uz, which we don't know where that is, um, whose name was Job. That man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. One day the heavenly beings came to to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan, 
also came among them to present himself before the Lord. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. By the way, this is where Shakespeare's uh, intro to Puck Mm -hmm. um, from Midsummer Night's Dreams comes from. For those of you who keeping score at home um, and had to read and do, I've done that play three times. I'm like, huh? Every time I hear it, I'm like, right, puck. Anyways, <laughs> the Lord said to Satan, "Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. He still persists in his integrity, although you incite incite me against him to destroy him for no reason." Then Satan answered the Lord, skin for skin, all that people have, they will give to save their lives. But stretch out your hand, your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well, he is in your power, only spare his life. So Satan went down uh, from the presence of the Lord and inflicted loathsome sores on Job from the soles of his foot to the crown of his head. Job took a pot shard uh, with which to scrape himself and sat among the ashes. Now that's a real evocative image. Ugh. Yeah. Scratchy, scratchy. Uh, makes yeah. My, I hate itch. So there's three things I hate in this world. I hate being wet. I hate being sticky. I hate being itchy. This hits at least one of those things. Ugh. Anyways. Then his wife said to him, Do you still persist in your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak as any foolish woman would speak. Shall we receive the good at the, shall we receive the good at the hand of God and not receive the bad? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Might have had some thoughts, uh, but he did not sin in his li- in his lips. Um important note of the, there's a vocab thing. Um, and so it is the word Satan, a word that, you know, we know well um, from Christian context and from Saturday Night Live context. Um, Could Satan. Could it be Satan? Right. Um, so the Hebrew word here is Hasatan, uh, which literally is something like the devil's advocate, advocate or, or the advocate. prosecutor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is it is clearly. The evil, evil and malignant spirit in the world given name, right? Here is this case. It is, it is Hasatan. And this opens up kind of this more subtle role for the role of evil. Um, that is, evil doesn't make you do anything. But evil can often, as Hasatan does here, create opportunity where the easiest course of action is to sin. And that's the cycle of Job is all of these really bad things happen to Job. And Job even gets kind of pissed off at God. But at no point does Job walk out on God. At no point does Job curse God. Job asks God a lot of questions. And in a few weeks, we're going to look at God's response to those questions, which I think is just a really <laughs> important piece of scripture. Um, mic drop. Mic drop. I don't want to. We, we yeah. preached on it before here, but like I don't want to spoil it because <laughs> it, it's important. But so to zoom in here, we look at one of Job's early tests. Um, here he is, extremely itchy, which might have cracked me, honestly. Uh, you can do a lot of things to me, but make me itch all the time. Um, and we see him able to withstand it, not without discomfort, not even without understanding that uh, he is perhaps not getting the best he could from God at the moment, but he is willing to stay connected. He is not willing to curse God, even though the temptation is strong. Curse God and die. Curse God and be done with it. He says, no, not going to do it. I'm going to withstand this test. 
You know, uh, there's some very interesting things that go on here at the very beginning of Job. Uh, one of which is, I like that it points out Job is blameless, which is different than saying he is sinless. Right, he's, yes, He's exactly. not catching uh, blame from those. He's living a good life that is both acknowledged by God and uh-huh. those around him who realize that he's not cursing God, which they, they kind of take, that's kind of how we would do. It also lends me to one of my, my funniest things, when because it, it's an interesting theology here to think about with uh, what God's got going on here. And I've, on more than one, have literally prayed and said, hey, God, if you're ever talking to Satan, feel free to leave my name out of the conversation. Well, that's the... But, but, but that, that's the whole... Yeah, but it's also the going. line in the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Lead us not into temptation, temptation. but deliver us from evil. Yeah. Right? That it is not always clear that that's what's going to happen. Right? Yeah. That's why it's praying, right? Like, this is, <laughs> hey, God, <laughs> maybe don't. But sometimes that happens. We see this with the temptation, you know, very similar to the temptation of Christ, right? Christ willingly hands himself over um, to be tempted by Satan mm-hmm. in a Job-like fashion, right? This is not the only place in the Scripture this shows up. And in the frustration and the questions, which Jeannie pointed out, God doesn't mind the questions in a chat, is shows also that that's not wrong. Right. You right. know, it's yes. it's okay to come to God and just with where we are and that truth. And we and we see this play out in this uh story of Job who is literally having to deal with God or at least life working in a different way than he kind of figured it would. Yeah. But at first he's kind of rolling with it. He's like, Well, I get all this blessings from God. How can I not expect to take some bad stuff along with it? And that's mature thinking because we think Okay, we're good with God. Nothing's going to happen to me, all that good stuff like that. But he knows that where there is good, there's going to be some bad in your life too. But he withstands the test and even blocks out the negativity all around him, even from his wife. And and later, like the bulk of the, some of the most bulky texts of Job is Job's terrible friends. Yeah. And Job's terrible (laughs) friends that have unpronounceable names. I'm not even going to bother trying. Um, Job's friends with crazy names make all of these arguments about, you know, maybe there's something wrong with you. Maybe there's something wrong with God. But like, try to, the whole, the book of Job, it is not just Satan that tries to grind Job to a pulp. Yeah. Everyone around him tries to grind Job for, to a pulp. And over and over again, Job says, no, I'm going to stay with God. Or, I'm really mad, but I'm going to stay with God. Or, even though I don't feel great, I'm not going to curse God. And, you know, uh, I think something that also comes from the scripture is God's not causing this to happen. And even though he is allowing it, right. there's still limits to how far... Yes. He can go. Yeah, yeah. So that, he, he, he told him, you can do what is body, but his soul is mine. Don't touch yeah, he had to come back and keep asking. Uh, Joe has an interesting uh, comment in there. She says, I always wondered what they, and it was along the lines of the friends, expected from cursing God. Like, really, what if that just made it worse? I mean, really, those friends didn't know what would happen if you just started cursing God. Well, right? and, and this is, so some of these are technical terms, right? So cursing yeah. God, this is the same thing that's actually banned in the... Um, um, Ten Commandments, not casual swearing, uh, yeah. which is one of life's great joys. Um, casual swearing um, <laughs> is just a beautiful thing. Um, and I encourage it in many situations, as the Mythbusters showed at some point, um, by actually uttering taboo words, uh, you do decrease your pain when you, like, stub your toe or smash yourself with a hammer. Um, so, again, this is not, this is not you know, running a blue streak with your F words or whatever. No, no, no. Like, taking the Lord's name in vain or cursing God, all of this is 
is, it's the same idea of uh, blaspheming the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. All yeah. of these things are interrelated. That it is, in the Ten Commandments sense, it is using misappropriating God's power for your own, right? Yeah. That is, um, I'm going to invoke the name of God, which is God's power. Um, here it is, cursing the name of God, or blaspheming the name of God, or blaspheming the Holy Spirit. That is to say, I am going to uh, degrade God's name as a way of walking out of this relationship. And that's the thing that Job doesn't do. And, and also what we have here, uh, Job is one of those pieces of poetry that really shows the Hebraic parallelism, not necessarily in how it's different. Whereas in English, we we have repetition and rhyming of sounds of ideas and themes. Right. And we really see that played out in Job of this repetition. And that comes up with uh, the repeated phrases from the friends of what he should do or the repeated, uh, you know, curse God and die. It, it's it's, it's over and over and it's over and over. And, over. Yeah, yeah. and it's part of that, uh, that way Hebrew poetry plays out. That, well, and, and again, all of Job frames... What is one, you know, as I, as I kind of did as we set up why we're in Job and why it's important to read Job is it sets up one of the hardest questions for us to answer. Because in our human minds, we like very simple equations, the yeah. way things work in school, right? You do good, you get good things. You do bad, you get bad things. So then what do you do in human logic? That makes sense, right? And you're sitting there going, yes, this feels very satisfying. Um, when we do good, we get good things, right? Our whole economy, right, capitalism runs on this idea of if you do good, you get good. You do bad, you get bad, right? You know, whether it's our legal system, our economic system, our school system, our whole world. We run our families that way, right? Um, our whole world works like that, except that's not how things work in God, right? Because sometimes, for whatever reason, Suffering is necessary, or suffering happens, um, evil is present in the world, and God does not stop us from experiencing all evil. That's not the promise, right? Yeah. The promise is not, you will, your life will never be touched by evil. Right. So when, when someone's, you know, family member gets claimed tragically, whether, you know, it's been happening a lot in our community with COVID or mm -hmm. whatever. Right. Um, why did God take my family member? God did not. So, but sometimes evil touches us. Evil touches our family. And it is not always clear to us as humans, as it's not clear to Job, why this is happening. But we know that God is with us in some way, whether mm -hmm. certainly in the moment, certainly with a home after, if it happens that the evil uh, claims us in a more permanent way. Um, but that sometimes that suffering is part of the human experience and it doesn't mean that God isn't there and it doesn't mean that God doesn't care for you. It simply means we in our hum human view cannot always wrap our head around, which gets to uh, the Job 38 piece where God basically says, hi, I know how all these things fit together. What I do is not always going to make sense to you. And the miracle of Job um, is what's what, what's great about Job is not that he never complains, which is kind of how we tell that story. I want the faith like Job who never complains. Get towards the end of Job. Job complains a lot, oh, yeah. like a Shit. lot, a lot. Job gets rather whiny in the Hebrew repetitive, but it is understanding this balance of God is present, God is sovereign, and sometimes God allows suffering to touch us. And that doesn't mean God doesn't love us. It may mean there's a purpose that we can't even wrap our heads around, but that suffering is going to be a part of the human experience. And it's not that God did it to us, and it's not that God abandons us, mm -hmm. but it is some sense 
um, whether it is because God allows free choice um, or simply because we still live in a broken world where brokenness, like the Hasatan, uh, still exists. Um, whether you want to personify that or not, um, sometimes evil touches our lives, even though we know equal will be vanquished in the end. I think it's I think it's because God, it's it's a, his purpose is don't get comfortable. Sure, you I know, mean that, don't, that, don't get a whole lot. You know, you, you're, all these blessings and stuff that I, I bestow upon you, but you can't get all comfortable and like, okay, I got a free ride now. I can just like, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I, I mean, I'm not so I'm not sure it's as petty as that. But there are times when suffering is needed, right? You know, there is, um, you know, there is... The, the testing of the faith. Yeah. Testing of the yeah, faith, yeah. the pushing the kingdom of God forward, um, the making of anything great um, involves a certain amount of suffering. Certainly, I know how much su- human suffering has gone into building our family life center, right? Like, <laughs> this activities <laughs> building that I've been working on, and some of us at church have been working on for over two years, right? I, I saw the, um, in my uh, photos you took today, uh, last week popped the original whiteboard drawing I made of the layout of the building um, in September of 2019 yeah. um, is when that building got designed. Um, and so I know how much suffering it has taken to bring that into the world. And so if I could say, so clearly, you know, and that is a very small piece of suffering, but it is still, you know, there is no creation, whether it is the kingdom of God, whether it is a building, whether it is a piece of art, creation involves suffering, right? It's why um, all artists are kind of miserable a lot of the time. Um, and also Dan Matthews is pretty miserable at the moment. Oh, no. Yeah. We have some uh, good stuff going on in the chat. Uh, some some jokes. Uh, don't R two D two the cussing. Uh, some laughing about uh, MythBusters being invoked. Um, then, uh, when we were talking about the poetry, Jeannie said, "Like a song, it's easy to remember stories. That's why we learn songs in Sunday school." Um, you know, uh, Joe had mentioned that sometimes we get closer to God in our hardest of times, and then uh, Joe also said, "You know, I wish it did because you see a lot of bad succeeding, and nothing seems to happen to bad people." And that's kind of that flip side of what we have to look at of when. You know, yes, there's that aspect that bad things happen to good people, but then also the flip side that can be, in my opinion, sometimes more difficult is good things continuing to happen right. to yeah. bad uh-huh. people. And you're like, w- w- where's the justice God? That came up in a conversation I had uh, with my friend, uh, with a friend of mine this morning. Um, you know, kind of looking at, um, there is, uh, whatever, looking at often that it is um, bad people that seem to succeed in this life um, and good people that seem to suffer. And there's some line, it may be, Ecclesi- he, you know, he was preaching from Ecclesiastes, and so it's Ecclesiastes, that basically says exactly that. Like, sometimes uh, the bad get what the righteous deserve. Um, <laughs> and that, and that is, again, that our fundamental orientation should not look just at the results in this life. And so that also means that sometimes um, humans love this, like, the ends justify the means. Well, they're really bad, bad, they're really being a bad person, but they're bringing a lot of success. So that must mean it's okay. No, no, because earthly success, because by earthly, okay, this is a somewhat controversial statement, but I'm going to say it anyways. By earthly standards, Jesus is an absolute failure. Right, right. By, the I, by earthly right. standards. By the way we judge things, we, you're right. Yeah. Jesus is an absolute abject down. failure, right? He had how much money? No, no money. Uh, what, it, what is he most famous for? Getting murdered Dying. by the Romans. Yeah. Right? Like, I... Of course, there is that coming back. Then there's that coming that, back thing, yeah. which is a heck of a thing. But, like, up until the resurrection, 
Jesus, by earthly standards, yeah. um, is a failed rebel. He would be uh, an epic fail. Right. Exactly. Um, and so all of this is to reframe things. And I, I'm not, you know, obviously Christ succeeds, right? Like Christ wins. I get that. But if we just look at certainly the standards of our modern society, Jesus is an absolute failure and a terrible influencer. He had no brand deals. And that's part of what helps Job in this situation is he's not looking at the circumstances in the normal perspective. Right. Yes. He's realizing that God's still in control. God's still on the throne. And, Therefore, since he his understanding of God is a God who is faithful and just, then he's resting on the fact that he can trust yeah. what's going on. His foundation is strong. That's what's helping yeah. him make it because he has the foundation of knowing that God will see him through this. That's why he can hold on to what he's got. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's able to keep that broader perspective mm-hmm. of, I understand that I am not going to understand. I understand that the ways of God are mysterious and that even if I have my ups and downs, I am going to, the title of the sermon is stay in the conversation, right? Like I, that the test of suffering is not, don't get, not, it is not even don't get mad at God or don't get frustrated. It is don't walk away, right? Because that's what cursing God represents. It's not muttering, it's still not muttering foul language under your breath. That's still not what that means. That is to be highly encouraged. Um, muttering swear words under your breath. I sign off on this. Um, highly encouraged, healthy for the soul. That is not what this is about. Cursing God represents is a technical term for walking out of the conversation. Yeah. And that's the thing we're not supposed to do. Uh, some more comments going on. A good active chat tonight. Uh, Ken, Scott, been in a prison recently? Uh, yes, uh, today, actually. Uh, and yes, you're, you're, you're right. There, there are those, uh, lots of those when you have conversations with them. They didn't do anything to get there. Um, Joe, especially bad people with a pretty smile. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. Con men work. Getting extremely and rightfully scriptural on us. The rain falls on the good and the bad. Right. And that's the reality of it. God's grace and God's love isn't contingent upon anybody's actions, and that's something we should all be grateful for. Right. And it is no guarantee of earthly results, right? It is no guarantee of earthly results, um, or a, no one is guaranteed a comfortable earthly walk. This is one of those, like, um, I understand that, like, things like the prosperity gospel really sell. Sells a lot. Buys a lot of people a lot of planes. Um, except, our, except in third world countries. Except in third world countries, right? Um, Brother Creeflo doing great um, with his uh, project G650, right? And, and the whole, the temptation of things like the prosperity gospel uh, runs directly counter to what's happening here in Job. And it says that, like, what godly success looks like is earthly success with your financial blessings. Um, if everyone who prayed for money got money, no one would ever need money, right? right. Because the reverse of that, the re- it is not necessarily, hey, being thankful to God when good things happen. Certainly we all should be. But to un- it is not that God hates you when bad things happen. It's that God's ways are mysterious, um, and we just need to stay connected to God and know that there is more for us in the end. Jason has an awesome thing here. Uh, God worked through my dad when he died of cancer. Mm. Believe me, I asked God why. His faith was stronger through the trial. I saw him totally change to a man of God, and I know for a fact those who were saved through and because of his faith— 
Now as a man, I strive for his example to pass on to me. I was only 12, but that example has helped me through trials all of my life. Right, and that is one of those blessings that can come from being like Job. That's what it really means to be like Job, right? Is to stay in that conversation, stay connected, and you don't know the ways that you will bless you will be blessed as Job ends up blessed in the end, but also the way you will bless others um with with the power of your testimony. That's but it right. but it takes work. Like it is right. not and even for Job, like it it's not easy. Do not underplay like how punchy Job gets towards <laughs> the ends of this. If I had friends like Job, I would get really punchy too. They're awful. They were talking smack. Okay. All right, now here's a funny thing that I heard about this whole Job story though. It's like you look at all the things throughout this story that Satan goes and messes with and takes and and like he's ravaged. He loses his home, yeah. his kids and all of that. But Satan leaves his wife alone. Uh-huh. Because he didn't need to do nothing. She was already, she's already hit that mindset why middle son is already yours. You know what I'm saying? She piped up unprompted. Yeah. Right? Like there is like let's be clear. It's, He's like foolish women because there are also wise women, but she, not one of the wise ones. Yeah. Job was righteous, but maybe a bad judge of cha- bad judge of character, right? You look at Job's spouse, you look at Job's friends. Maybe Job needs to hang out more with Mordecai. Didn't live at the same time, but like, like can, I would just love to reimagine the story of Job if it was like the the wonderful conversation from last week yes. that exists between Esther and Mordecai. That is this wonderful example of like someone in your life both loving you and also challenging you to be godly right and really like again in both sides Mordecai encourages Esther while holding her accountable like it's this wonderful Esther chapter 4 is just a gift of scripture i love it meanwhile in job meanwhile in job (laughs) poor job is stuck with his wife and his unpronounceable friends who are all terrible job needs a mordecai and and mordecai's encouragement would have been great for job yes job what if your faith has been created for such a a time time as this yes instead of kiss your god and die start itching right hey hey and yeah, but you were talking about the things he endured without in my head. I'm going, obviously, calamine lotion as well, because he's taking a broken right, piece yeah. of pot. That's a massive scratch in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah you know, rough pottery does not make. Um, there's some really good things in the chat. Remember, uh, she was suffering too. Those were her kids in her house too. Yes. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but she's hardly, you know, she's still hardly being encouraging. Um, and how many children does she have? At one point, she had quite a few, um, and then not that many. It, I mean, it breaks back. That's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, she had to turn around and have more kids. I'm not saying that she had it easy. No. I'm just saying her character is suspect in this scripture. Now, at the point you would think that's the wife, the wife should be encouraging to Job. He suffered and itching and got ash going everywhere while he's itching. At least she could have said was, baby, I'll pray for you. Right. But she doesn't even that. She's like, curse God and die. Just like, well, Job, shut up and die. Just shut up and die. And you know, to be fair, you know, she's she's probably in some of those spots, like yeah. what Joe said, speaking out of the pain of her kids dying too. And so she's vocalizing maybe where her heart is and struggling. You know, and, and the flip side, we also, you know, I have to give this, I don't see Joe 
really loving up on her to try to help her with it either. Now, of course, we're probably seeing something that's potentially written by Job, so we're only getting his perspective. He's too perspective. busy itching. He's but he's also itching. too busy itching. <laughs> right? Like, you know, it is... You know, this is one of those like where your empathy runs out, and that may be also where oh, she yeah. is, right? Uh, where it's just Very like much. he is probably not in a position to emotionally care for her uh, because of the itching, um, and she is probably not in an emotional place to care for Job because she just lost her kids. But this does um, draw the differential, yeah. right? Both have maybe not suffered equally, but both have suffered. Um, his response is, "I'm not going to curse God." Her response is. Go ahead and curse God. Yeah. Um, and and the friends who have not suffered are even worse than she is. And so she certainly... Talk about jumping on the bandwagon. Right. Yeah, geez. Um, so again, like we joke, she is, she is also in a tough spot. But it still, draw, it still draws the difference of you have a couple choices to make when you are suffering. She yeah. is suffering. Job is suffering. Her response is wildly different than his. And I don't want to build the whole gender thing out of this. And I don't no. even think right, that's what right, Job, right, right. the book of Job, is trying to do. Because the friends are dudes, and they're bad too. They're bad dudes <laughs> and bad lady. Like, and she's yeah. by no means as bad as the friends. No doubt. So I mean, I you know personally, what I've been through in the last year, I can definitely like, I feel Job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and I am going through this with my sister. You know, I'm like, when my niece died, I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'm still going to keep my faith. And, you know, meanwhile, my sister is cursing God for sure. for taking her away. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, so I, I totally, like, identify with this, with this entire book, you know, of Job. And I think we both, we should love this life because it is a gift from God. Yeah. But we should not overvalue this life. All of us are running on a ticking clock. Uh Every, Job included, was running on a ticking clock. We don't know how long we have. We don't know how long we have our loved ones. And when we lose a loved one, it is painful. We want them to live. And that doesn't mean we shouldn't want that. But it is also an understanding that that is not always, at some point, no one lives forever in this life. Even the people who didn't die a death, your Elijahs, yeah. your Enochs, um, your Jesus round twos. Jesus round one dies. So we've been over. Jesus round two doesn't. Um, but, yeah, but it's a very short list. But everyone eventually leaves this life. And so that is, again, that is part of what Job is about, is to frame both what is valuable about this life, but to not place too much value on the specific circumstances of our life, but to understand on some level that we are to stay connected, that the part of the goal of this life is to stay connected, to maintain our connection to God, yeah. which is also a source of strength in this life, um, and a source of hope that there is more than, not just more to this life, but also more than this life. Right. And this seems as good a place as any uh, to bring it in for a landing. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us on this evening's episode. Special shout out uh, to all the folks in the chat tonight. Awesome um, it chat. was wonderful. Adds a ton to the show uh, to hear y'all's perspective, be able to answer y'all's questions live. And just, you know, I, I certainly enjoy having the conversation, the four of us. Uh, but when you can have, uh, you know, turn this into a conversation of a dozen people all at once, it really is just a wonderful energy. Um, but if you have if you didn't catch us live and do have feedback for the show, just post it here on our Facebook 
Facebook page. Post it over on our YouTube channel. You can post it on our website, uh, palestinegrace.com slash videos. Uh, you can email us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. If you're looking for an audio-only version of this show, just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. Um, and the pumpkins are coming. Yeah, the, yeah, the actual. So, no, the, the, like, they're actually coming in that we got the confirmation email that they have left New Mexico. Which means they're like two days away. So if you're free, if you're watching this live and you're free uh, Wednesday at four, uh, we have an entire 18-wheeler of pumpkins that we need to unload. <laughs> an entire 18-wheeler of yes. pumpkins. We need all the help that we can get. Um, with that, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Fear not. Stay well. God is with us. Nope, wrong music. There we go. Oh, now we got both of them going. That's trippy. I didn't realize it could do that. To play both the songs at once. This is terrifying and dangerous knowledge. <laughs> yeah. We can literally dance to the beat of our own drum. Uh-huh. And multiple tracks. R- 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 remix. Mana, mana. Do, 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 do.